Hello there, and welcome back to D&D VNG, the only monthly podcast that takes an in-depth look at Dungeons & Dragons licensed video games. Why are we doing this podcast? Uh, I don't, I don't know, it's fun. Thanks for listening. My name is Rudy Basso, and joining me is my panel of co-hosts. Vegas! Alex! Hey, guys! Hello. Hey! Alright. Today we're going to be discussing Forgotten Realms Demon Stone, a 2004 beat-em-up with RPG elements made by Stormfront Studios, who were the same guys who made the game we talked about last month, Stronghold, and a number of other classic RPGs, and uh, published by Atari. If you've never seen or played this game before, take a sec and check out the video Alex made that will be linked in the show notes to see some gameplay. Fellas, tell me about this game. Alright, so in this game, the player, you control a party of three adventurers, and you have the ability to switch between them at any time. Whenever you're controlling one, the AI controls the other two. Uh, as the game progresses, you gain level is in gold, which are then spent in between each level to get new combos, new abilities. Yep, your three adventurers are Rannick, the warrior, Ilias, the sorcerer, and Zai, the half-elf. Half drow, drow or elves, I don't get it. Rogue. In addition, you'll meet up with Patrick Stewart, who's super impressive, powerful magic user, and Michael Clark Duncan, a scary toad person. You have to stop evil guys from opening portal and taking over the world. It's it's pretty standard stuff. And you can be drizzed, guys. You can be drizzed. You can be drizzed. You can die as drizzed, guys. Drizzed is dead now. There's a chapter where you briefly pay, play as Drist du Erden, uh, and he's near impossible to kill. Drist is unkillable. Drist will never die. Drist will never die, because he moves those books. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> that, is, that is the job of Drist du Erden. He makes a lot of money. He right? does. Did he move this game, though? Uh, No. I don't think so. Have you guys heard of this game before we started playing it? Not till now. Not till nope. now. I think I'd heard no of it before. Uh, and think? Trist is, is in the game because R.A. Salvatore wrote the story for it. That's true, and we'll touch on that later. But for now, let's just talk about the game on its own. No Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, you might know how this game plays if you've ever played The Two Towers, EA's version of this, essentially. That's based on the films, because they are near exact in terms of gameplay. Right? Have you guys played The Two Towers before? I, I have. Oh. This this and The Two Towers, they're, they're kind of generic uh, PlayStation 2 action-y RPG, but not really RPG, mostly action-y games. Yeah. yeah. They're... Did, did Two Towers have upgrades and stuff? Like, do you yes. Know yep. Know? yep. Mm-hmm. And it had co-op. This yeah, game does not have multiplayer co-op, despite being a three-person running around at the same time game. Yeah, despite two being towers. a perfect game for co-op. Yeah, huge missed <laughs> yeah. opportunity. This, uh, two yeah. Towers came out earlier, too. Yes, Two Towers two, came out two, two years, years earlier, yeah. Woof. It's a step backwards. I mean, it's a game... This game wants to be a movie real bad. The game presents itself in a very cinematic way. Uh, there's a lot of cutscenes... Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and you get to watch them every time you die, and you're not allowed to skip them. You're not allowed to skip them, and it knows its strong point. Those cutscenes. Uh, got Patrick Stewart. You make him. You make him sing. Yeah, it's got some good voice talent. Like the voice actor. Sure. Is good. Oh yeah, actually, I 100 percent agree with you there. 
music. It does uh, have good music. It the music was probably my favorite part of the game. When I'm in the middle of a fight and there's like you know a chanting chorus in the background over some epic battle music, I felt felt like it, yeah, this is right. I'm powerful. I didn't really I like the sound that. design though, because I didn't feel like the weapons sounded epic. You know what I mean? It, it didn't feel like I was really kicking butt because everyone was kind of quiet. Because you weren't kicking butt. That's the thing. I mean, even no, I don't mean you specifically. I mean okay. in this game, the moves, nothing really felt. It just felt kind of loosey goosey. You know, kind of trying to control your characters running around, the awkward switching and stuff. I played with the mouse and keyboard, so that. Yeah definitely affects it a lot i don't know if you guys were able to get like any kind of controller working but i couldn't yeah i could i tried a little bit and i couldn't get to work i'm like whatever and it's really it is not made for a pc this is a console game although flip side it looks actually pretty nice like during the cinematics and stuff it looks crisp the characters look good for 2004 yeah i agree I you can change was, uh, was pretty cool looking i i was playing the game on my laptop i think you guys have better gaming rigs than i do and it um it played really really well on my intel 4000 graphics chipset um there was a lot of choppy graphics when there were many characters on screen at the f- same time and the game's favorite thing and pretty much only thing it knows how to do is throw lots of enemies at you. But even when the graphics started getting choppy, that didn't interfere with the gameplay at all, which I thought was kind of neat. It just killed dudes. More and more and more and more dudes. I mean, but that's something you'd expect from this type of game. But even then, this one kind of it pushes the limits of enjoyability. It, yeah, it, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, have I killed all the dudes in this section? Can I move on to the next section? And the answer is no. We're going to spawn some more dudes. Well, here's oh the thing, God. too. When you play in a game where your job is to kill dudes, you want that dude killing to be really satisfying and yeah. exciting. And yeah. it's so not exciting. I mean, it's not exciting at all. All games are essentially button pushing or, you know, mouse pushing. But this one especially, it's just click, 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 click. Mindless clicking until everything is dead and then you move on. When I think of an, an action-y, uh, an action-style game, I think of God of War. I think that's the, that's the a great best comparison. Yeah. modern example yeah. of this God kind of, War, of game. Devil May Cry. Uh, Arkham City, the Batman games. Sure, they're all all fine examples. I think God of War compares most closely to this one. Yeah. Um, And the fighting is really fun in God of War. Like, the combos are important, and killing guys feels significant. And even when you're really just fighting 20 guys in a confined space and can't leave that space until you kill all of them, it's kind of fun. Whereas in this game, it's how many times do I have to click my mouse button before I can move on to the next section? Yeah, and a fun side note, uh, God of War came out a year after this game. came out in 2005. Also was on the PlayStation 2. So, I mean, it's not like they were working with super different toolboxes here. But And Devil May Cry had been out, I assume, for a couple years by this point, I think, right? Devil May Cry came out in 2001. Yeah, four years. Uh, I mean, this game... The... The really the big problem I feel like is the variety of enemies, right? There's basically two types of enemy: a melee one that runs at you and just swings and occasionally blocks, and then a ranged enemy. Uh, you know, there's different races, but they still fill the two roles. And the other problem is there's only like three combos in the game, 
and it's not like you know it's not like you need to mix them up there's generally always like this is the correct combo to do against this enemy like once i figure out how to trip people that's all i would ever do so there's no variety in the combat and like occasionally the enemies will block but there's so many on the screen like they'll go into this block animation which typically takes like three to five seconds so what i do when i see an enemy block i'll just turn and hit another one because they're all over the place oh you can do ranged combat but oh it's so worthless yeah yeah unless if you're playing as the the sorcerer character and you can switch back and forth between classes at will your three characters at will the sorcerer is really the only one who's going to take advantage of the ranged combat and yeah. uh, he just spams spells. And if you think spamming spells sounds cool, um, they're all the same ranged attack with a slightly cool different animation. For a little bit. It's cool for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, 15 seconds. It's, uh, it's a, you know, you hold your mouse for a little bit before releasing instead of clicking over yeah, and over. Okay. So it's, what, what type of gameplay do you want? You want to click you a lot? You can cast, like, shield and stuff, too. Yeah, but... you've got, he was the most interesting character. Because had well, spell variety. I like a lot of the rogue mechanics. The sneak attack was cool. I loved her dodge. She would, like, do, she would, like, you know, dance yeah, but... around and, like. Her dodge was just block. She just. Yeah, I know, but it looked cool. The animation looked cool. Her her unique mechanic is occasionally in the map there are like the shadows, dark spots, sparkle, yeah. sparkle purple, classic she, sparkle shadow. Yeah, yeah. if she yeah. walks into it, she'll turn invisible for uh, a little bit of time, which then she can uh, backstab enemies and kill them in one hit, which is really useful. But I mean, it's not like there's any. You know, it's not really complicated. The there's setup areas were kind of annoying, though. I don't know. I didn't feel like it was. It felt very forced. Yeah. Like, ah, dark oh, spot okay. time. You better. We were talking about. We were talking about killing dudes feeling unsatisfying, and yeah. that's because because um, you hit a guy a few times and then they fall down and then they kind of blink out of existence instead of actually getting killed. Uh, yeah. But with the rogue sneak attack, you jump on their back and stab them, and that's the. That's the only satisfying feeling kill in the game. I enjoyed knocking guys off of ledges. That was kind of funny to see them go flying off. Uh, it killed them a lot faster than, than the normal way, too, which was exciting. Let's talk about the AI of your companions, because that is probably the coolest feature, is that there's you know three people fighting at the same time. But, again, it doesn't feel like there's three people fighting at the same time. It feels like it's just you fighting. And the AI is there. Did you guys feel like they really impacted the gameplay? Um, I guess the wizard would... <sighs> I don't know. Not a ton. I feel like they, they had the most impact when I was the rogue. Because then it was easier to set up like the, um, you know, the shadowy murders. But in general, they just kind of ran around and hit things. So, woohoo. But not well. That's the point I'm no, making. Is no, that not, that... not well. I feel like they're useful whenever you're like, like just in a fight where you have to kill everyone. But whenever there's some sort of objective, like uh, <sighs> defend something or destroy something, that's when they completely they're completely useless. Like for example, at one point in the game, you have to defend a character who's like channeling a spell. This is what this is basically when I quit and I said I'm done with this game. Uh, I would go to defend him, but my AI companions would run to like the other side of the room. And just not help at all, and it made it take you know, ten times longer than it should have. Because there needs, to, there's no way to command them. They just do what they want. There's no like follow me or protect me. So they'll just 
they'll find an enemy no matter where they are and they'll just fight and it's really annoying well at least the the great camera system let you uh, always see what was going on right guys it's the worst it's the worst part for me is the way the camera jumps around it doesn't follow you it, again it, it's like a, a movie that's a good way to put it is they think okay we'll have a still camera in this position and it just it doesn't follow your character when you run in certain direction. It, it's just it doesn't work at all that old resident evil camera that that's a that's well. another great comparison is it's set looking in a specific direction irregardless of where you're running or where you're going yeah I mean, Resident Evil, at least there was a reason for that. It's because they were trying to get cheap jump scares on you. Yeah, they're using atmosphere. Woof, I mean, but this, uh, (laughs) it's, you know, to be fair, it's hard to make a good camera, especially one that moves. But couldn't they have picked better angles? I mean, they're telling, they're setting where all the dudes are coming from, right? Couldn't they have picked better angles for how you're going to murder the dudes? I spent one boss fight fighting enemies completely off screen for the entirety of it as the, <laughs> the sorcerer. I, I have that on video. Maybe I'll put a separate video of me just standing there casting fireball over and over again off screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't uh, really uh, choose who you're targeting when you do ranged attacks either. It's just uh, whoever you hold the range button and it's whoever your guy wants to shoot. That's who you're going to shoot. You can kind of move between people, but it's, but it's not so really weird with the control system and the camera. It's I don't know if maybe it would have been better on a, a controller, but I don't think so. I I think the the port was. I, I mean, I don't think the control scheme changed very much with the port. I think there was just a trigger button you held down, and that was that. Like jumping, I was so pumped when we was playing through the first level that I'm like, ah, oh, thank God there's no jumping puzzles. Because this would be terrible. And then in the second level, you unlock the ability to jump around as the the rogue. Yeah, but they're they're thankfully they're not complicated. At all. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. they're not often. And I think just... after like the fourth level, I hadn't I haven't seen any part where uh, I had to jump. <laughs> it's why 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 even then is the yeah. question. Because it, it feels needed like something for her to do. I guess. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's it... why. It feels like the game was considering adding puzzles, but then it was like, nah, it's just to beat 'em up. We're giving you the tools to solve puzzles, but it's just a beat-em-up. Alright, so let's talk about this game as a Dungeons & Dragons game. Obviously, it's not an RPG. It's a beat-em-up, but there's still a lot of Dungeons & Dragons in here. It's set in Forgotten Realms. It's written by R.A. Salvatore. That's pretty Forgotten Realms. That's, yeah. What did you guys think of the story? It's, it's, you know, a ragtag trio thrown together, and it just so happens that fate is has brought them together, and they're supposed to be together, and... Woo. <laughs> uh, I love just, like, the kind of... it The plot, how it kind of comes together. Like, it feels like a Dungeons & Dragons like, I guess. experience. Yeah. Where it's like people just encountered each other doing stuff, and they don't really, like question why they're there it's just like they accept it they're friends let's go like save the world yeah the half elf zai definitely wasn't friends but i like that i I get you know i was gonna say that it was really lame but you make a really convincing point alex that's every friggin D &D adventure ever oh hey guys i just met let's go do some stuff all right cool (laughs) and then they save the world because why not so you know you changed my mind about that. Good job. I thought the uh, the D&D-ness of it is uh, what I liked most about the game. 
it's tough in what should be a single player action game to make it feel like a party and the in the story and the way you control the characters it does feel like a little party fighting lots of guys and uh We've complained about other games in the past. We've said things like, this is a Dungeons and Dragons game. Where are the dungeons and the dragons? And I'll give this game credit. There was a dragon in the first five seconds. Yeah. There was a dungeon in the first five minutes. So thanks, Demon Stone. That dragon's killing women, too. (laughs) In the very beginning of the game, a woman gets shot in the back by an arrow, and then later just completely incinerated by dragon flame. So... It's a harsh world, this Forgotten Realms. Yeah, I will say, so I loved the the leveling and the upgrades and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. I was super disappointed, though, to get Burning Hands on my wizard. And I was like, oh, it powers up his punch. Yeah, I'm going to be throwing, like, cones of Burning Hands everywhere. It just just puts fires on a hand. But just puts fire on his hand. So for when you punch people. Like, that's... That's about the least D&D burning hands I've ever seen. Yeah, I think that was my biggest issue, is the spells are so stupid and lame. And, like, you know, it's D&D. Wizards, they get get pretty strong uh, by using magic, not by hitting people with staffs. So, the the implementation of a magic user was a little bit difficult for this type of game. And ultimately, it didn't feel right to me yeah i mean all the spells are it's really disappointing to see everything just kind of being considered generic ranged attack which is what all the spells like for example you're you start off as a sorcerer of magic missile missile as your range attack you upgrade it to uh i believe melt arrow arrow, then flame arrow then fireball and it's the same exact thing it's just a different animation so instead of shooting fire you'll be shooting lightning or it's just a complete waste of spells, and it's it's very disappointing. I'll say it was the most unfireball like fireball I've ever seen in a D and D game. Yeah, and I mean, did you you eventually get a power word kill, which is he shoots like a, a ray of red. It's like a laser beam almost. It's it's a waste of the spell system. What did you guys think of the plot overall of these two epic? evil people fighting each other and you guys are kind of caught in the middle you know what uh i know you guys have been like well it's a stupid generic fantasy plot but i think for an action type game like this is the 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 plot was slightly better than you would expect not great but slightly better than you'd expect yeah i mean it's cool that they're fighting each other i guess you know that's kind of different it's not like some dude got out and you gotta stuff him back in to the, the titular demon stone. There's two guys that were trapped in there. So that's our two folks, I should say. But so that's kinda cool. I don't know. I was I was also kind of upset that the slod lord didn't look like a slot at all. Yeah. He uh, he didn't at all. His minions his minions all look like big frog dudes, but Yeah. Slotty are awesome, but he didn't look like one. What about the Gith Yankee? How did you think they looked? They were okay. I thought they looked pretty representational of what a Githyanki is in my mind. The game kind of hurts from the fact that, you know, there's one model of every anime. <laughs> yeah. So, well, Githyanki they're different colors. Sense. The orcs are different colors in the beginning, yeah. if you'll recall. But not so. the Githyanki. The Githyanki all look the same, except for yeah. occasionally there's like a Githyanki spellcaster. Oh, 
It does look stupid when you're fighting 15 of the same creature and they're all the exact same model. Yeah. yeah. They That's showed the they can reskin stuff. So why not throw an armband on someone? And make it yeah, it's something. Color. I mean, it, that could be a limitation of the hardship. Maybe. I, I don't know. I, mean, I, don't they, know. I think, I think so. they do throw a lot of enemies on the screen. Like, you're fighting 15 guys, 20 guys, which which is a big amount. Um, so maybe just to do any sort of variety could have been a, a problem. There's a, yeah, little, I mean, you know, there's a little changes that needed. Another thing God of War does is a lot of times y- you walk up to an enemy and it's like, oh, this is a brand new thing that I've never fought before and it's going to be awesome. And they'll do like a five second cinematic to show you how awesome this fight's about to be. And in this game, I, I never feel like, oh man, this fight's going to be great. I always feel like, oh, here's more of the same. Even the handful of boss battles um, are not super exciting. But uh, leveling, I just wanted to say that leveling to me in this game felt really unnecessary. Yeah, it felt tacked on. It felt like them saying, all right, Dungeons & Dragons has leveling, so we gotta have levels too. Yeah, it's, um, you have experience and gold to spend for all three characters, so honestly, I'd probably spend about five minutes in between each level just, like, giving my guy new equipment. Which, as far as I could tell, I mean, obviously, I think you need it to keep up with the stat differences that you never see, but it's not like, there's nothing rewarding to it. Like, oh, my character's wearing a slightly cooler looking armor. Hooray. And nothing, nothing felt like it. It was unnecessary. If they just automated it, what you can do with the auto-buy option. But uh, even then, you have to choose, like, a direction. It's not like you click auto-buy and everything just happens. You have to choose, like, a package to buy. Oh, really? I never even clicked it, because I just, I always, I don't like giving that stuff up. But, you know, yeah, I, it should have just been automated. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I liked. I liked. That was one of the things I liked about the game was picking through the items and scraping along with crappier stuff to get better stuff sooner. If it was just oh, armor plus one, weapon plus one, you know, which they did have. It was just if it was just that standard plus one to plus five progression, I would definitely agree with you more. But like they had, like, oh, get flaming weapons or get lightning weapons or get whatever kind of crazy stuff you want. Oh, you want extra crits here? Get these extra crits. You know, like I thought at least there were some choices there that were interesting to me to some degree. Yeah, I mean, I think the thought of like upgrading your character is way cooler than the end result. Which is like yeah, just, poorly implemented. Really no difference. I am a sucker. Yeah. I am a sucker for for like buying RPG. upgrades. Oh uh, my god, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so maybe yeah. that maybe that's also just part of my weakness. For all the upgrades and equipment I bought for my characters, I never felt like they were getting stronger. Though, uh, I I don't know why that was. Maybe it's in other games. Um, a lot of times they'll throw in some creatures that you fought earlier in the game Mm -hmm. and you'll feel like, oh, I'm beating them so much easier now because my guys are so much stronger, but I never felt anything like that in this game. It's a very fourth edition. You get a bunch of new cool stuff that gets better, but all the enemies are getting better too. Yeah, completely pointless upgrades, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're not upgrading to scales. Everything scales. You're upgrading to stay at the same levels them. That's why 5 is so great. What is it called again? The uh, bounded accuracy. Bounded, bounded accuracy. accuracy. Yeah. That's what this right. game needed. How awesome was playing Drift, guys? 
I don't even care about drifts. No, I don't either. I think I'm one of the only people. It feels like sometimes. I made sure to play far enough to get the drifts. That was my goal. And they put Drift far in this game. He's in Why? chapter 7. Yeah, he should be in the 10. beginning, I feel like. Uh, he should be and, in level 1 to show this is what a true BA is like. And you're yeah, going to be I, like him like, later. I, like, I expected Drift to be like an introduction. Yeah, to like mechanics and how stuff works. And I mean, if you think about the Two Towers game, uh, if I remember correctly, you start off playing as, I don't know the little rings so well. Who's that guy who fights with <laughs> Sauron? Is it something? Is Lidur? Is that right? Lidur? whatever and he, you start off as him in that game and you're like a badass and yeah you know, it's like you're, you're teasing the player like this is what you're gonna be yeah. stick with the game and not this yeah. buy all your items you're gonna be this badass you get Trista in the seventh level about halfway through it um after you have to play as the normal party for the beginning of it fighting these really really tough to kill troll enemies then you suddenly become Drist and you just cut through them like nothing and it's hmm. it's really good cause that was the worst level in the game so playing Drist made it a lot better. Um, he is so much better than the rest of the party members. There's a boss fight where, I mean, he hits like twice as hard as the warrior or as the fighter and as fast as the rogue. So he's he's awesome. Go Drist. Go Drist. Meh. Meh. There really Thanks. should be a Drist game, like just a straight up Drist action RPG. That's. Not shoddily made, but really well made. That's what the world needs. Give it four-player co-op. He's got a party. Yeah. That's yeah, right. but then who, everyone will want to play Drist. Not a stupid party. I don't want to be Drist. Oh, I want to be the Wolfgar. barbarian guy. Yeah, I want to be Wolfgar. No, I want to be the little uh, halfling. Why halfling. can't we play as Drist and then three random party members from everyone's D&D game that made a copy of Drist? <laughs> Drust and Drust. Drast. And... You're just Drist? different. Yeah, one wears red, one wears green, one wears blue, yeah. one wears yellow. You're all Drist. <laughs> Drists. I don't even like Drist, and I'd play that game. Just for <laughs> you guys to hear you creaming yourselves over Drist. I don't like Drist either, bro. Me and you, fist bump. Woo! As someone who made a, uh, not a drow, but a dual-wielding scimitar ranger, I'm a fan of Drist. In Baldur's Gate? No, the fourth edition oh. campaign. Oh, yeah, that's right. Remember, I was the dual wielding. Uh, yeah, but Vegas was, was the drow. Game so. and Vegas was the, uh, the the anti-hero drow. Combined, was, we became was a drow rogue. <laughs> you were dressed. The two of you were dressed. Yeah, we were you dressed put us together. together. <laughs> we didn't have the good heart of dressed though. No, we did not. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are savages. That no, we did not. Was <laughs> wow, it was perfect. Did a lot of right. torturing. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, all right, let's not talk about that. Um, oh, that one time when we threw a guy into a water with a shark—that was pretty good. But anyway, my God, maybe I don't want to play games with you guys. You're freaking <laughs> evil. It was, it was. He got away somehow. But anyway, uh, all right, gents. That's plenty of discussion about this game. Just quick around the t- what? One oh. thing I do want to oh, mention. Okay. Sorry. Before we go on, um. Just completely subjective, right? I love Patrick Stewart. Right? Oh, okay. Patrick I can get Stewart's on board talking about this. Great. His voice is good. His diction, everything. Patrick Stewart's amazing. Not only was he completely wasted on this game, but that's not what the Blackstaff sounds like to me in my head. I don't know why he has that voice. Like, I don't think... like It was so jarring to see... 
to hear rather Patrick Stewart's voice coming out of Kelvin Orenson's mouth, face, orifice, whatever. That just really threw me off. I was like, oh, I love Patrick Stewart. Why is why does he why does this guy sound like Patrick Stewart? What's what's happening here? It just really I don't know confused me. Am I completely alone on this? Do I don't know. About, uh, I don't know much about like, this. The character yeah. he was playing, a known yeah. character. Yeah, dude, he's like one of the most famous. He's right up there with Elminster. Oh, really? So I was I was half expecting him to the when the to sorcerer reveals his uh, his wizard teacher to say Elminster. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know that much. About, I don't know that much about the Flash. That's way cooler than Elminster. Impossible. I just loved his introduction to each chapter. Chapter four, the Wizard's Tower. Yeah, I liked that a lot too. It was like as robotic as possible. That was that's the thing. This game, you know, there it it had some things about it that made me feel okay playing it. Uh, yeah. And Patrick Stewart was definitely one of them. Yeah, I, I, I think it was a decent decent performance. Do you not agree, Alex? Oh yeah, the performance was as the character was fine. Um, oh okay. And like I said, I thought the voice acting was good in general. I just thought it was funny how they used them for the introduction to chapters. Yes. Yeah, speaking of the voice, here's another positive thing I'll say about the game. It would have been so easy for your companions to be super annoying, saying dumb catchphrases every 15 seconds, and they they didn't do that. They would say something every now and then, and it was fine. Not annoying at all. Yeah, the I like voice acting was good. I give him that. I wish there was more discussion. You wanted more? I like barks. I like to hear my companion saying things. Mm. I know that a lot of games are like, well, we'll make four and everyone will love it. But I love a game that like puts 30, 40 different things that people say. Whether they be enemies or companions or, or stuff like that. Not a lot of games do it, though. Another yeah, nice sure. little touch that they did. Um, you know, every now and then I would die and have to replay through a section. And um, they would say they slightly the different things. Uh, not in the cutscenes, <laughs> but in which you were forced to rewatch. But during the actual gameplay, like when the Spider Queen shows up, a different character would say, oh, that must be the Queen of the Spiders. You died at that part too then? Yeah, I noticed that as well. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it took me a while to figure out how to kill her. Also, as a guy who loves bugs in real life, spiders don't have queens. Uh, this, this, this wasn't Lolf, the, the Spider Queen god. This was... This was just a giant spider with a bunch of little spiders around her, and they were like, oh, it must be the queen of the spiders. Nah. I mean, I don't know if they were getting super technical about it. They probably just wanted to murder things, so... They're not, they're not social creatures. <laughs> okay. I think we've expended our spider talk for this, for this month. Um, termites. I don't know, I could keep going, maybe. <laughs> I'm I sure know. everyone here could, but we got, we got to move things along. So let's just go around the table. I think I know the answer, but just uh, would you recommend people check out this game on GOG for a tenner, I believe? Not for any amount of money, no. (laughs) Um, If you want, I would recommend going on YouTube and searching for like a gameplay video, and then you can listen to Patrick Stewart talk about it for a little bit. You can get the, the taste of the game. That's the best part, and you can see the visuals. And that's pretty much enough for me. Go play Devil May Cry instead, or God of War or something. 
I mean, if if you're like us and you bought the D&D Super Pack on GOG.com and this game was included, then yeah, you can play it for a half hour and that's that's pretty much all you need because you, you've gotten the full experience after about a half hour. I wouldn't recommend spending money on it, but if you're in a children's hospital with a PlayStation 2, that might be a good time to play Demon Stone. Alone. Not with any children. Single player. Thanks, child's play charity. <laughs> I I have to say no. I will have to say no. Uh, it's disappointing because I feel like the game had some cool ideas, and you know, the having three characters is really cool, and it's you know pretty cinematic. Uh, but unfortunately, the combat is so boring, and just so repetitive, and so much of it. Uh, the game, you know, it it they do not stop throwing waves of enemies. It was like they were trying to invent horde mode before it really existed. Um, <laughs> It's just, it's too boring. It is, it's not good. So I'm going to have to set out. Yeah, if you cut the combat by like 66% and kept <laughs> everything else the same, I would recommend spending four hours on the game. Yeah, I, you know, I think they thought, you know, if they're, if they're going to have three characters, we got to send in, you know, three times the amount of enemies. And that did not work out. The math doesn't add no. I also say no. You know, I, I don't like to say I hate games, but I think I really did hate this game. Wow, uh, really? Yeah, I, I it really did not appeal to me whatsoever, and I did not want to play. Like, even Stronghold, I thought, okay, this is kind of interesting. I should play it some more just to know more about it and see what else is there. But after the first level, I'm like, okay, I know what the rest of this game will be. I have zero interest in continuing. It just really didn't do it for me. I love this genre, beat-em-up genre, and nothing about this worked. I think The Two Towers is a better game, and it's it's came out two years before this, so I don't know what happened. They, they really, I think, blew it with this one. Yep! <laughs> Quite the indictment. Damn, wow. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, uh, I hate it more than Vegas hates Temple of Elmet's Evil, maybe? I wow. hate it more than James hates Stronghold? We don't know. Really hated Stronghold. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm now among that that <laughs> wonderful group. And I'm happy that Stormfront it. Studio shut down and they all lost their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not say that. <laughs> it's that funny. I liked. I liked like the characters and the setting and stuff. It was just the gameplay was a little too boring for me. Yeah. And you know they they made an Aragorn game, which is that uh, that other book and then movie series that was the same type of game uh similar engine similar style so i guess these guys thought it worked because two towers did well but it just kind of was like a slope going downwards yeah yeah it's a shame too it started off so strong that set piece with the dragon and everything was actually yeah you're right it was yeah but nope it did make me think man i gotta get around to buying shadow of mordor I bet that's way more fun than this. Yo, Shadow of Mordor is excellent. I absolutely recommend it. Uh, it's super fun. Um, Can't wait until it's speaking $5. Of speaking of recommendations, good transition, Alex. Uh, what have you guys been playing lately? What do you think people should play? Let's go around the table. Let's start with you, Vegas. 
I mean, I've still been spending most of my gaming time on Hearthstone, uh, <laughs> the online collectible card game, and I love it and still recommend it. Um, but since I've recommended it before, oh well, wait, who did who did you beat recently in a game of Hearthstone? Vegas? Who did I beat? I beat. Tazon Day, the guy who you, Internet, remember as Chocolate Rain Guy from 2007. How did that song go again? I'm a little... Chocolate Rain! Something, 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 Chocolate Rain. You know, that actually wasn't bad, Vegas. Look at you. And he is now a... uh, He's trying to be like a professional game streamer on Twitch, but he stinks. Oh, I kicked <laughs> his butt. Wow, way to trash talk. Jeez. No, Alex he was does. Very proud. He's really, really. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I watched. He's terrible, but he tries. Uh, he does, and uh, you know, people watch him. Uh, Hearthstone aside, I recommend to all of you uh, a game. Uh, which was a book a year ago and now is also a game that you can purchase on Steam uh, to be or not to be uh, which is a choose your own adventure game by Ryan North the guy who writes Dinosaur Comics and now writes Squirrel Girl for Marvel Comics he wrote Adventure Time Comics as well yeah, yeah, one of my favorite authors, really funny guy and he wrote a very, very funny Hamlet choose your own adventure called to be or not to be uh it's just if you like Shakespeare at all uh it's it's a really really funny read and it's got a hundred different endings it's awesome yeah I think it's great and I highly also recommend Ryan North's back to the future novelization commentary oh my goodness it is absolutely hilarious um that guy's great yeah he does a page-by-page page review of the novelization of Back to the Future. No, he and doesn't. it's just so it's, funny. Oh, this book is bonkers. <laughs> it has very little resemblance. It's insane. The author is a crazy man, so I highly recommend people check that out. Wow. Yeah, go me ahead in tears. and Google Ryan North Back to the Future and then enjoy your next six hours. Yeah, it's a great read. It's really funny. Oh man, dude, I had such a hard time trying to decide. I've been just obsessed with the game company Vlambeer. These these two cats and well and the various folks who work with them on their games. So I'm just gonna recommend any single game that Vlambeer makes. In particular, I've been playing Ridiculous Fishing, which was the first thing I bought when I got a smartphone. Luftrausers, and which is a game that came out and is done and it's great. It's a 2D like fly around shoot plane thing, tons of unlocks, which obviously super fast paced too. Yeah, very yeah. fast paced, crazy bullet hell, very challenging. I love it. And then Nuclear Throne, which is a top down uh, upgrade your guy with random mutations in the future, shoot things, kind of bullet heli, uh, collect different weapons, a lot of fun. I would also like to note that in a game called Ridiculous Fishing, where the whole point is to bring up fish from the depth and shoot them with guns, there was a moment where I actually caught some feels. The ending? The ending made you cry, yeah. Greg? I mean, I didn't cry, but I oh, got moist. Yeah. I got a little moist in the oh, eyes. Oh, okay. In the eyes. Okay, uh, let's... Yeah. Sure I'm cutting that part yeah. out. Oh, so the definition of crying. 
Sounds like you cried. Uh, I was really taken off guard and confused by that. I don't know about crying. I'm like, whoa, 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 where'd this come from? Uh, oh, ridiculous yeah. fishing is good fun, though. It's, uh, it's a nice little time waster. It's tough. It's a tough it, one, too. All their games are hard, but I love it. So this month uh, I've been playing, and I will recommend, uh, Pillars of Eternity, which is a game by Obsidian Entertainment. Uh, 2012, I think October, they had their Kickstarter, and they basically pitched this game as a successor to the Infinity Engine games, like Baldur's Gate, Nice One Dale, you know, like a modernization of it. And it came out about a week, or it came out at the end of March, and I gotta say, they really nailed it. It feels like, you know, if, if Baldur's Gate were to keep going, or those types of games, but eventually adapt some of, you know, the new modern kind of accepted uh, game design features this is what they would have come up with. And it's fantastic. It's a lot of game. Um, I've put in like 20 hours so far, and I'm like three story missions into the game. I'm, I just finished Act 1, but there's so much content, and I loved it. I miss that stuff so much that I can just kind of get... I can just get lost in side quests and not have to worry about the plot. I can just do whatever I want. and It's a lot of fun. Isometric, top-down. Still has that great kind of tactical feel of those old games, so really recommend it. It's really incredible. Right. If you put two screenshots of Baldur's Gate and this game next to each other, they are exactly the same in, in terms of UI and, and interface and outlook. So Hopefully not they, in terms of graphics. No. Uh, the animations are very smooth and look really cool. The spells in particular are awesome. Oh, so, okay. uh, yeah, it, it really is a modernization of the Infinity Engine. Uh, I was, I'm very impressed. I haven't jumped in yet, but I'm definitely going to try it out. For me, I'm going to recommend a game called Lord of the Rings War in the North. Why? It's a game that Forgotten Realms Demon Stone should have been. It is three players. You can play three-player oh, multiplayer. Man. Fighting is very satisfying. The magic system is a lot different and a lot better. Throwing weapons <laughs> is cool. Using the ranged combat is great. It's good fun. And it's super cheap now. You can pick up a copy of it for like 10 bucks. I'm sure, if you, you look around for it. So, Lord of the Rings, War in the North. Big thumbs up from Rudy. So, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, Where good. can I find you guys online? How about you first, uh, Vegas? Uh, you can find me at Vegas Lancaster uh, on Twitter. In uh, mid-May, I'll be performing at Nauticon with Plus Two Comedy. Nauticon is in Cape Cod, I think. Or maybe Cape May. Cape something. Anyway, if you're a nerd and you live near it, probably know what I'm talking about. Go to Nauticon. That's in, in Massachusetts? Massachusetts. <laughs> Can you just say that much? Uh, or is it in yeah. New Jersey? No, Provincetown. Provincetown, okay. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. If you know okay. what a Nauticon is, you know where it is. <laughs> That's all. And Vegas will be there. I'm on Twitter as well at NTS underscore QPOP. So you can come check me out and talk at me and we can have fun Twitter conversations. Great. We have those all the time. It's uh, a good time. (laughs) I still don't know what the dot in front of the mention does. It's okay. I have no idea what I'm doing with Twitter. Okay. Good job, Grandpas. Uh, Alex, how about you? Calm down. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at yo underscore Alex Basso. Where else? You can find me on my YouTube channel, Game O'Clock, where we 
are Wait, making videos. Wait, you guys are still calling it Game O'Clock? Yeah, we're still calling it Game O'Clock. It's so, it's so temporary. But yeah, yeah, maybe uh, Polar Seltzer. Oh, or, Polar uh, Seltzer. They're good. Uh, yeah. Get that sponsorship deal. Or, exactly. Or uh, Chocolate <laughs> Gaming. Chocolate Game. Let's so. undo that. Let's pretend I never said that. I don't think you can undo <laughs> that. Um, Chocolate Rain, the game? Chocolate, Chocolate Rain the game. Yeah, we're trying to get. We're going to talk to Tate Zanze. Alex is going to coach we gotta, him. Yeah, we got somebody on the inside now. Wow. Yeah, we just put a video out of depth the Sharks versus uh, Divers game I recommended last week. So nice. Check it out. Right, Alex? We just put it up? Yeah, I got the editing right here, so it must be done by then. Okay. I, I hope so badly that people listen to the end of the podcast. Because after you get through 45 minutes of us jabbering about some old game, there's 15 great minutes of us recommending games and having fun talking. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Rudy Basso, R-U-D-Y-B-A-S-S-O. Join us next month when we will be playing Dark Sun. Shattered, Shattered Lands. Shattered Lands. It's a good one. It's a good... Well, we'll see. Perhaps a certain wizard of time will be returning? I sure hope not. I hope so. (laughs) Tell us what you think of the time wizard in the comments. Yay, time wizard. Thanks for listening. See you next month. Bye. Allison? Did you say Allison? I said Alex. I don't like this.